Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Monday morning. This is ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 FM, 1420 AM, and streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. You're listening to us via the stream. It is brought to you by Champagne's Market and the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. I know many of you listen on the stream during our Raging Cajun broadcast, including some globally, regardless of what time it is. Whether it be in Australia and France, Cajuns have a few players on their team from those places, or whether it be in and around Acadian or anywhere really. Here to talk to us now is the head coach of the first place Raging Cajun softball team, Coach Jerry Glasgow. Good morning, Coach. How is the, how's the weather up in St. Louis this morning? It's 39 degrees here this morning and 34 in Champaign this morning. It's supposed to be 54 at game time when the game starts and 50 when it ends. So we're kind of, we're doing reverse spring trip. You know, we're, we're, we're going from the warm, sunny, 80 degree weather of Louisiana to the cold 30, 30 degree weather in, in Missouri and Illinois. So uh, I haven't saw my girls. I drove up yesterday. I brought the pitching machines up in a pickup truck and, you know, they all flew in late last night. And I didn't, I went to bed. <laughs> I was, I got up at four and, and drove up. And uh, I, I, I didn't even want to see them because I knew that they weren't going to be happy with old coach last night. So I, I, I can't wait to get them out in that 50 degree weather today. I was, yeah, and and uh, laugh at them. But well, you, get, you're back in your stopping grounds. They know what it's like to play in the 40s. But for the girls from Louisiana and Texas, it's going to be a learning experience. I mean, Coach, I, I can't, I can't see your face right now. Obviously, you're on the phone line, but it almost sounds like you have a smile on your face. You just, you're oh, enjoying I the cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be happy. Ashley Polly's from Georgia. She told me, she said, Jerry, I won't cuss you out before Wednesday. And then I woke up this morning. I had the message on my phone. She said, I lied. <laughs> I didn't make it to Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And she got off the plane last night. But yeah, we're going to have fun with it. It builds character. This trip's not going to be easy. This is a brutal, this is a brutal trip, you know, to go to South Isle, back, back to, back to Louisiana, fly to Illinois, you know, playing, playing it. We're going to play in three states in three days. We're going to play in Missouri today, and we're going to play in Illinois tomorrow, and then we're going to play on um, Wednesday in Indiana, and then we're going to go seven and a half hour drive for me. They'll fly from Indianapolis to App State, and we're going to, we're going to try to win three in App State this weekend. So 
it's a really brutal trip. It's a tough trip. They're going to change hotels three or four times. Uh, but we need that. You know, we got a lot of freshmen on the team. We got a lot of young players, and they need the maturity and the challenge to to meet this trip physically. And uh, it'll be good for us. Uh, just, I promise, the last logistical question I ask you, Coach, and then and then we'll talk about you know the, the specifics on the diamond. But do you say you you drove this whole trip? So you drove up to the Midwest, and then you're driving now. Is that right? Yeah, well, what I do, I, I bring the, I want to stick to our routine. I like to stay to our, as much as I can, it's impossible on a trip like this, but we want to stick to our hitting routine, you know, where everything's the same. And uh, pregame warm-up, we want to keep it similar. So I brought pitching machines and pitching machine balls, stuff like that you can't put on a plane. So I drove it up yesterday, and uh, I get here, uh, I, got, I got into the hotel last night around 10, I stopped, I stopped on the way and threw batting practice to my, uh, grandsons oh, that's last cool. night. Uh, uh, I hadn't saw them in, since Christmas. So Vicky and I, we went by their house, uh, took them to the field. Uh, I got to throw them batting practice, which was a thrill for me. Um, and, uh, you know, visit with them for just a few hours. My, my 92-year-old dad drove up two hours to their house. And so I got to do that, knock that out on Easter. And then we got to the hotel last night. About eleven, I think around eleven thirty. Well, that's cool. You got so to spend a, a holiday with with family. I know that part of it's enjoyable. And are you? Yeah, are you, you know, Easter afternoon, you get to see your grandkids for a couple hours. For sure. And and uh, that was a that was a thrill for me. And you are you driving back from Boone, or do you do you fly yeah, back? I'll okay. drive back. I'll drive back from Boone to Lafayette. Um, well, Coach, man, when I call you next week, for, you're you're. <laughs> And uh, we we don't you know it's a full week, but you don't want to go a week without hitting uh, velocity, and we'll, we'll get a little bit of hitting in every day, everywhere we go, and and we want to make sure. Like the last two weeks, we've hit a lot of rise balls, rise ball, rise ball, rise ball. Really, the last three weeks, and it's really important. This week, we get the we get the girls back hitting drop balls and curve balls, and and and. You know, get ready for the postseason. And the, the idea of this trip for me is you're going to make, you're going to play in Alabama three days, and you're going back to Louisiana one day. Then you come up to Missouri. You play one day in Missouri, one day in Illinois, one day in Indiana, and then we're going to go to App State three days. And we're going to play really good opponents. I mean, Illinois is ranked their RPI is 31. You know, they've they've got some big wins. They've got a really good team. And then we're going to play Indiana, who's got a really good record, and they're in the 50s in RPI, so higher than any Sunbelt team. But, you know, hopefully this trip will make going to South Alabama in May and playing four games in four days in one town, in one hotel, in one on one field. This trip should make that seem like a piece of cake and prepare us mentally for, for that challenge. And and because um, that's going to be a lot easier, the girls will get more rest. They'll get more time to prepare between games for the next opponent. They'll be familiar with their opponent. This week, we don't. We're not familiar with anybody. We're not going to have time to really get familiar with them. We're just going to have to walk out on the field, roll our arms these up, and compete. And so, this is a really, you know, it's a really tough trip for, especially for a team. 
playing a lot of freshmen and sophomores, and they've never did anything like this. You know, they may have played travel ball tournaments and gone to California for a week, go to Colorado for a week, but they've never checked into four hotels in four days and and done all the logistic things that we're going to have to do to make this trip work. So it's it's exciting to me. I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm fired up about it. Yeah, I can tell, and uh, we'll have it for you guys on our airwaves today, 445 pregame, 5 o'clock first pitch against the St. Louis Billikens, Illinois tomorrow, Indiana on Wednesday. Uh, real quick, Coach, just – I know it feels like a while ago um, you guys swept South Alabama, but it wasn't your typical weekend series in that, you know, you played last Thursday and then you, you sweep them on Friday in the doubleheader. But in all three wins, they all played out very differently. Each game played out differently, winning in three different ways. What were you most pleased with um, in, a, in a series that you entered, you were second place in the Sun Belt, you leave Mobile and you're in first place? Yeah, I think the thing I was most pleased with was, you know, we still are, are getting past a rough patch in team chemistry that we 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 got into it. It started with Georgia State and then went on through Georgia Southern. And just just a typical, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old, um, you know, I, I won't say female athlete, but athlete things. And, and it really, it's really been a strain on our team and I think it come to a head on game one and we we really addressed it and we we really had a heart-to-heart talk and and they responded that night and won that doubleheader in two different ways um emphatically with a seven to one win and they got it out the two to one win but they come from behind both those last two games they were down one nothing and I think in both games early I think they scored for South South scored in the first inning both games and um, and got the lead, and we came back and won. And, and then to hold off in the seventh inning of game three with bases loaded, and we put Landry back out on the mound because I wanted to, you know, she's got to learn to win those tough games. And we put her back out there in the toughest of circumstances. And to see her, you know, we literally put her on the field with two balls, two strikes, and said, get her out. And she got her out, and then she had to face, and we made an error behind her. And we end up with a base loaded and her hottest hitter kid to hit three home runs already in the series at the plate. Score two to one. We got her to ground out and Jordan Campbell made a great play behind her. I feel like we really grew as a team. I'm proud of the three wins. I'm proud they, they went eight out of nine against Texas State, Troy, and South Al. Two of those three series on the road. I'm proud of all that. But what I'm really proud of is my girls, you know, Learning how important it is to value each other, to treat each other with tremendous respect, um, to tolerate each other. They've got to learn to tolerate each other. And and just as it's your family, you know, you may get you may have a, a brother or sister gets on your nerve, but they're your brother or your sister. And and nobody else is gonna talk about them, nobody else is gonna do anything to them. You're gonna you're gonna love them and and that's what I'm proud of. They really fought for each other at South Al, especially in the doubleheader day. And we're growing, we're growing, we're going to get better. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of work still ahead of us. You know, softball uh, IQ's got to get better. You know, we're, we're finding out like some of the simple, most basic rules of the team. 
twice in that South Alabama series, we found out players didn't know certain rules that I never dreamed that college player would know. So that just shows you the challenge that I, I underestimated. We got to get back on the field when we get home. You know, we're going to have to go over some very basic elementary rules of softball because they evidently never learned those things in high school travel ball. And, uh, you know, I, I would have never thought about. Can you give us one example, coach? Uh, Can you give us one example of, of what surprised well, you? Uh, okay, so uh, one example, Lenny Crater hit a ground ball first base. She starts running to first base. In softball, when you can't when you stop, you can't back up towards home. If you retreat towards home, yeah, um, the runners all have to return. So we'd score to tie. We were down one to nothing. We tie that. We tie the game up. But when the first baseman started to tag her, she backed up a step or step and a half towards home plate. And they put the runner back at third. Well, you know, I think back on it, I've never taught that all fall. We've not. I don't remember having that conversation with my kids all fall. Now, that's a rule that, you know, you taught to junior high girls in seventh grade, sixth grade, when I coached junior high ball. But I did, I, it's not something you think about teaching in college. You just assume they all know. But then if you think about the day and age we are in social media, and, you know, there's a play right now been shown on TV over and over and over with a major league baseball player. I think it may have been the Cubs. He gets almost the first base. The throw pulls the first baseman off. And he takes him all the way back to home, and a runner scores from second. Uh-huh. I don't know whether you saw that, but it's been on social media, on Twitter. When you think about it, you know, my freshmen are all watching that video. And if nobody tells them that, hey, it's a different rule in baseball than softball, they're not going to know the rule. And that's what happened. You know, I I didn't know. I, I, I had no idea I had a player who didn't understand that. And yet, you know, after plays over, you know, when I asked her about it, she said, I've never heard that rule. I didn't know that. <laughs> so then I realized, okay, we got to learn the pitching rule. That come up where you get back in the circle. You know, they didn't understand how to, you know, that circle's been out there since they've been playing eight and under ball, an eight and under, 10 and under, 12 and under. That circle's out there, and that circle's on the field for a reason. But we didn't know what that circle was for. And so little things like that, we really got to go back to – uh, practice and work on and get ready for uh, the postseason. So it's a challenge teaching a, a new team and a young team how to play the game at our level, but uh, very interesting too. And you know that's just fascinating to me. That and I, and now that I think about it for three days, I can understand how kids watching baseball on Twitter would see that sure. and think I'll do the same thing in softball. But if we you know, we just got a lot of work to do, but it's really a fun. It's becoming a fun season in the sense that you can see growth. I think they're they started out sixteen and eight, and now they're thirteen and two over this last stretch. and And I'm hoping we can keep going and finding ways to win this week and get back home and then get better on the practice field next week. Coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, and unfortunately, uh, Sam Grader, the big homer, and then. Um, you know, uh, Falterman scoring uh, off of Hayden's fielder's choice. You guys get those two runs. You get the win. Uh, you get the sweep. But you and I were talking last week, Coach, about uh, just the difference in generation and how you're still learning sort of the evolution of players, coaching players today versus just 10 years ago and certainly ahead of that. Um, it's changing. And and as a result, I'm sure, and, and I think you've said this to me before, like as a coach, 
you never stop learning, right? Players don't, but as a coach, you never stop. And part of that is just the evolution of the generations. When you coach for a long time, if you don't evolve, eventually I feel like it catches up with you, right? You kind of, as 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 the world changes, I'm sure the way the kids do, it kind of keeps you on your toes a little bit year to year. Yeah, it's a, it's a different, you know, the whole dynamics of coaching in 2022 are totally different than coaching in 2012 or 20, you know, 2002. You know, I coached junior high ball in the 90s. And, you know, you, the, the, the mental side of coaching a kid, uh, like a seventh and eighth grader in 1998, and we had good teams. Don't get me wrong. We had, we had junior high teams that would practice five, six hours in the afternoon. Uh, we'd practice from three to five thirty or three to six. They'd all go home, eat supper, and then they'd be at my house in the batting cages for two hours. And the, so that's the kind of kids we had at Johnson City Junior High, and and we won the state title almost every year in a little a little grade school with three hundred kids. Um, but those kids ate, you know, they ate and slept and breathed softball, and the community did, you know. We'd have we'd have thousand people at our biggest games, um, and junior high softball, and high school the same way. Well, we tough. I mean, we those kids we coach them tough. Like you know, you you got on them, you yelled at them, you, and even today, like the the with the changes in society, the way you have to treat people, and it's probably for the better. But like you have to communicate totally different way now, and so. You can't be as direct, and you can't be. And I cha- that's a challenge for me every day. Like that is a real challenge for me as a coach. And I'm trying to learn and trying to adapt. And the kids are trying to learn and they're trying to adapt and and accept. You know the the they everybody. It's one thing's really obvious, Eric. Everybody on the team wants to win, and that's a huge moment for Sam Grader when she got that home run. You know, the, the night before, I wanted to be aggressive. I wanted to be aggressive at the plate, and we we took the the first strike out of the game. She took it, and so I immediately I, I it was the first time we'd struck out, and I didn't want to strike out against Lockie. I made that a point of emphasis before the game, and so we took her out, put another freshman in, and the next night the other freshman struck out, so I put Grader back in, and she gets a home run, and that was in a one to nothing game. But that's who Sam Grader is now. She's she's a tough player. But she's adapting to the coaching game. She's adapted to college game. She's adapting to coaching style. Now she's been coached by Nathan Nelson and Mel Dumasich and uh, people in the Hot Shots organization. She's a really tough, physically, mentally kid. She's a super tough kid, which is one of the reasons I wanted her in that one to nothing game. But to see her get that home run and and tie us up and late in the game, and then her teammate Kevin Falkerman, you know, who's also just been spectacular hitting over 400 this spring in a part-time role. Like it's not been easy to be Kayla Falterman because you, you know, she doesn't get that rhythm of being out there every single day up until the last few games. And she walks right up behind the home run and gets a double uh, fought for a double, had to foul off three or four pitches, got a double steals third base, makes a great base running read on a ground ball to second and scores. And we're up two to one, and that, you know, all by, on the backs of two freshmen. Uh, Maddie Hayden, with another freshman, got the ground ball to second, which was good just to put the ball in play. Uh, but when she put it in play, just a, just the ground ball to second, Falterman was gone 
her read was so good off the bat there wasn't even a play at the plate and and we're up two to one and those those are what we're seeing our freshmen now you know they're not playing they're not playing like freshmen they're playing like upperclassmen they're playing hard nosed they're playing tough and so i'm really i'm really excited about seeing this last three weeks and seeing just how good they can become because we're definitely on the right way we're on the right direction and they're growing up um but we still got a long way to go as well yeah, this week will certainly um, be a great test, as you said. want to close out this conversation. Coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Uh, Sam Landry, she's um, you know she's 13-2 and two record-wise, but uh, this young lady, I know in terms of community service, she's very active. Uh, she has plans to attend medical school. I mean, everything I've heard about her appears to be, you know, for her age, um, just upstanding in a lot of ways. We see what she does in the circle. You coach her. What's it? What's it been like? Because you have a lot of young players. Tell our audience a little more about Sam Landry. Because um, I think I think anybody that follows this team obviously knows what she means to the success of the team on the diamond. Tell us a little something about her. Uh, I guess off the diamond and and you know maybe something that the 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 common fan wouldn't know about her. Well, she's extremely personable. You know, like she's a very very down to earth, very personable young lady. And, you know, she's she's obviously extremely talented on the softball diamond and she's really comfortable in that circle. Even in the toughest moments of the game when, you know, most fans are dying and coaches are dying. Like at South Island game three with the bases loaded, two out, two strikes. She's very comfortable in that circle. Like extremely comfortable. And you can't teach that. So that's something that, you know, fans probably have to realize by now. But, like, off the diamond, you know, she's got a little beagle that she loves. She'd always, you know, she'll she'll come out to my house just to pet my my dogs. Like she likes to come out to the house, and, and my wife will let all the puppies out, and she plays with all the puppies. And um, to, to give you an idea how sweet a kid, like, uh, before every ball game, she'll have my wife a tea. She goes... She gets a she gets a she gets her some kind of special uh, iced tea like these young kids drink, and she delivers my wife to the ballpark, has it waiting on her with her name on it, have a note on it. Just a really uh, sweet young lady, and 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 growing, and and that and even as great as she is on a diamond, like she'll tell you this off the diamond, like she's having to learn, like she's having to grow grow up in life and learn how the world is, you know, the the academic challenges, meeting all the, the pressure. She's in a really tough major. So grades, are, you know, she's used to making really good grades. And those grades aren't easy to come by when you're in college and playing softball and traveling all over. And so just the things I could tell the fans, like she's a very, very personable, very attractive, uh, very bright young lady with tons of energy. But then she also has those normal off the field. You know, she's an All-American in that pitching circle. But, you know, surviving college and surviving the academics, surviving the time challenges and time management challenges, she's a rookie. (laughs) And she has the same normal issues. And then the the life management skills, personality skills, she's, she's learning all that, learning how to, you know, be a part of a big team and, 
and the, and how to survive the culture of of the dynamics of a of a college softball team traveling all over the country. Um, so on the field is fairly easy for her, but off the field she's just like every other kid on our team. You know, there's times it really is a struggle, but definitely someone the fans you know will enjoy getting to know and. And when you meet her, she'll just light your day up with her brightness. Coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest. Louisiana Rage of Cajun softball in action today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Uh, St. Louis today, Illinois tomorrow, Indiana on Wednesday, and then trek to Boone, North Carolina for the three-game conference weekend series against App State. Coach Glasgow, uh, I'm glad you got to spend uh, Easter with your family. Um, I'm glad that, you know, you're happy back in your old neck of the woods, but I'm glad you got to travel with, uh, with Miss Vicky and good luck this week. Maybe next week we'll have to, maybe I can record an interview with you when you drive back from Boone, because you're, you're probably not going to want me to call you at seven fifteen in the morning next week after the, uh, the traveling you're about to undertake here. I probably will still be on the way back to Lafayette. I'll probably be driving that on Monday morning. I doubt I'll make it all the way back, but it's going to be a long road trip home, and hopefully it'll be a good, happy one. But uh, the Illinois team, uh, you know, St. Louis is playing well right now. They're a better team than what I expected to have when I made this schedule, uh, which is a good thing. And Indiana is a much better team than what I expected. And Illinois is what I was hoping they would be, give us that good RPI. And we wanted to doubleheader. Uh, oh, that's one thing, Scott. Let me explain that to fans. We had a doubleheader scheduled all along. But Northwestern is in first place in the Big Ten. Illinois is in second. And and their game got rained out last Wednesday night. So the Big Ten conference moved that doubleheader to Wednesday evening. And it just... The coach at Illinois called me and said, look, I don't want to back out. I want to play. I want to play one game. The athletic directors tell me, you know, don't, we don't have to play at all. We'll pay the penalty, the buyout. But we want to play one, but we don't want to play two with a doubleheader for first place in a conference on Wednesday. And I didn't know any way to handle that as a human being, but I, I understand that. I mean, that's a huge – it's been a long time, like never in the history, in fact, I guess, since – since Illinois started softball in 2000, they've never had a chance to be this late in the season playing for the championship of the Big Ten regular season conference games. And those two games with United are huge. So I, 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 let, I said, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to uh, make every attempt to attend our opening weekend tournament in 2024 at Lafayette. And I'll, I'll, play, I'll, I'll graciously accept one game on Tuesday night. Um, just give me your best effort to get to Lafayette in 2024 in the preseason, let the fans see a big team team on our field. And she was, she agreed to that. And she's from Louisiana, Tyra Perry. Um, so I think it'll work out in the long run, but in the short run, we're a little disappointed. We don't get two games there. And then, but if you look at the weather too, it's going to be a 50 degree day. Uh, the weather's, it's going to be cool. And we had those games scheduled at four and six. Now it was 80 degrees up here last week. This is just an unusual cold front coming in late. Uh, it happens, but it's not, this isn't normal weather. It, it was 80s in the 80s last week. So kids just kind of get a little bit of tough break on the weather. But, uh, that's the reason we're only playing one game on Tuesday night. 
I have reached out to Indiana. If I want to play two on Wednesday, we'll consider doing that. It's a little late in the trip for two games before the app series, which is a huge series with us. You know, we have a one-game lead in, in uh, Sunbelt. We don't want to give that away. We want to go over there with fresh arms. And But I did tell Indiana that we would love to consider playing it if it's an option with them, and I'll hear from them today, I'm sure. But we had a little last-minute adjustment on the schedule because of the makeup game between Northwestern University and Illinois, which is a doubleheader. So that means Illinois had to have – they've got to have pitching arms ready and available. And yeah. it's just the only fair way to do that. So that's what happened on that day. Makes sense. Single game with Illinois Tuesday. And you said possibly a doubleheader with Indiana Wednesday, something you guys might be working well, on. Well, it's possible. I, I don't know. I wouldn't – I mean, that's just something – that's an option that we are, we're gonna, hoping we can explore – and I don't know whether Indiana has the arms. It depends. It'll come down to the health of their ball club and how many arms they've got because they've got weekend series coming in that weekend as well. So that that would be the only way we can get that extra game that I'd like to have in. I would love to play another game against a Power 5 Big Ten opponent on this trip. That's, that's what we had originally planned. But I, we'll hear back from Indiana today, I would think. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Thanks for the insight there, Coach Glasgow, and uh, glad we got that in before we uh, we wrapped up this call. Uh, all the best. Uh, enjoy that cold weather because uh, I wouldn't, but I know you are, and uh, we'll be listening this afternoon when you guys uh, throw out first pitch, 445 at St. Louis, 5 o'clock first pitch, 445 pregame right here on ESPN Lafayette. All the best, Coach, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Scott. You got it. That is Coach Jerry Glasgow.